This episode of MMA Notes is brought to you by Mattress Firm, our premier mattress provider. They provide 120 night sleep trials, so if your mattress is not perfect, they will pick it up and find you a new one. Save 10% off your order with code MMANUTS10. Wild Alaskan Company, healthy, affordable, convenient fish sent right to your door. Save $25 off using the link below. NordVPN, get advanced security, internet freedom, and complete privacy. Save 70% off, plus get one month free with code MMANUTS. Tire Buyer, buy tires online, get them shipped for free to an installer of your choice. Save 10% off, ship to store orders with code MMA10. Defense Soap, everyday soaps for everybody. Use code MMANUTS to save 15% off your order. Hey fans, MMANUTS episode 527. 527! My name's Ingo Weigold. At Griffith MA Show, my fans for our fans walk the line between serious and ridiculous. What's going on over there? Kimosabi, back from the motherlands. Back from the land of uh... discontent. What is Colorado? It's what? What's their slogan? Is it the Show Me State? Maybe. <laughs> show me it should be. Show me something. <laughs> yes, spent some time in Colorado vacationing or on holiday, as the Europeans like to say. Oh, is that how they go? <laughs> yes, yeah, I was on holiday, holiday Matt. I like that. It's very. Uh, it sounds, sounds very cool. European or something like that. It does. Right? Um, but yeah, we took a week off. Fourth of July happens. Did you? Do you have all your fingers? Um, I have a couple. <laughs> okay yes you know two tree good ones i actually didn't even light any fireworks off i don't know if i'm getting old or i just care about my dog too much yeah it's bad for the dog so freaked out i think they said there was some stat that said that is the the biggest day for shelters like fourth of july and fourth of july weekend because of all the dogs that have run away like fucking bananas they run away because they're scared yeah big time i forgot what they they said they get like 30% of all the dogs they get in a year, probably in that weekend. Wow. Something, it's something crazy, some crazy stat. That's a lot and you can percent. quote me on that. 30%, huh? <laughs> sure. 31 and a half percent. Yeah. Well, Actually. but, uh, you know, it was nice, nice to take a little break. So, um, should we talk about what happened? Yeah. So UFC 264, let's start with the pay-per-view buy rate. Where do you think that came in at? If you didn't see it already. 1.2 million. That's a good guess. That's where I would have guessed, right? 1.2. Dana White said, it's gonna, he said, I gotta be careful with this because we're a public company. So I have to give super accurate numbers now. Okay. (laughs) So he said, it's anywhere between 1.7 and 1.8 million buys which wow. is crazy when you think about it. Because they're in the hundreds of thousands and 500,000 was considered good and kind of like quadrupled that. Yeah. I. He's still crazy draw, right? Yeah. Holy shit. So that that was kind of surprising. Um, I also want to share, I don't know if you saw John Anik's suit for this show. So I'll share this with you. Oh no, not the inside. What is the, that? Oh, I love the, it. All the reaction shots of like him and Rogan and DC going berserker. That's so badass. Put a little competition with the Bruce Buffers. That's where you know you got too much money as you've started yeah, doing shit yeah, like that. Pretty much. And then one other thing, Jessica I, she was showing off her gash. Let me pull this up. Ah, that was one of my stories. Yes. Pretty nasty cut. Hang on. Pull her up here. Oh, hang on. That's the wrong one. 
That's her OnlyFans page, Rongash. You <laughs> uh, totally planned that joke. But I'm somewhere over. <laughs> I think I opened it somewhere else. Okay, here's the gash wide open. You can actually see her skull. Oh, that's nasty. pretty sweet. Pretty impressive. Pretty tough, too. You know, take a shot like that and she's bleeding all over. And, you know. Yeah, hold on. Do you have the other ones too or no? Let me share. Do you, yeah. Do you have the gash wide shut? So I have, here's what I have. I have what she looked like during the fight. You showed yeah. it without the blood. And this is nice. it. This is it sewn shut, which doesn't look like it's going to um, look so good <laughs> <laughs> when it's done. I feel like that's going to be a permanent, AKA uh, Frankenstein. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I got one of those on my head. I don't, I think it's gone by now, but there's still remnants of a, I don't remember how many stitches that was, but a plastic surgeon stitched my shit up. And I hope she had a surgeon do that because the forehead scars get nasty. It'd be tough. Yeah. And then the, <clears throat> the last thing I want to show is uh, Michelle Pereira did a little backflip. This is ESPN tweeting this out. So you can fucking. That was, this was bananas. Yep. So, you know, he's throwing a punch. The other guy's on the ground. Gives up his back, throws a backflip, and then ends up in mount. But I think he also, like, toe-fucked that guy in the eyeball or a foot hit him in the eye. Something happened on the flip here. Wait a minute, but he's down. He can't hit him with his feet. Well, he sure did right there. See the shin hit the head? And the guy's like, what the fuck? And then that's how he got mount. But, hey, he still lost a fight. That's what's important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Trying unique things, this man. Trying to be entertaining. AKA Anderson Silva back in the day. And his approach. Funny you mentioned his name, Ingo. Why? Do you have a story about him? Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. You want to talk about this? Yeah, what happened? Tell me. Well, tell me a story. Tell me a bedtime story. The thing, the thing I noticed is is Connor has somehow turned heel on us again at some he he went to the good side for a minute and now he's some for some reason this thing with Poirier, you know, heated up so bad and they're talking about each other. He's talking about his wife and all this shit but you know the fight itself i felt like connor was not winning that fight oh i disagree 100 percent. i feel like connor was winning until he wasn't <laughs> which was like about 30 seconds into yeah the first he was doing well with kicks wasn't he yeah but kind of but that he was getting tagged up and all kinds of stuff yeah. and it just I, back and forth how's that it, uh, yeah until but, uh, the takedown well, apparently there was supposedly a checked kick that hit Poye's elbow, which supposedly caused the initial damage. But at one point, Connor's trying to step back and his foot just gives out like AKA Anderson Silva style, just playing Chris Weidman playing. Yeah. It's like uh, nasty, right? He goes down, um, fights over, whatever. I just have a question though before we get into like more of it. Like, why does this keep happening all of a sudden? What what is going on? Yeah, I was on? gonna ask that and ask the nuts. Um, it's been a thing the last three months. Like, we went so many years where we didn't see that shit happen. Just it was like you had Corey Hill, then you had Anderson Silva, and then of late you had who I got fucked up, Chris Weidman, Connor McGregor, and someone else had some kind of jacked up leg too. 
where you had like a dead leg. I think maybe Jimmy Crute. I can't quite yeah. remember, but I feel like there was a third person in there with some kind of fucking leg issue. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a vaccine thing, but what has changed? Like, I don't know what has changed for these guys in the last year, right? Like, is everyone's bone density just all of a sudden getting weaker? Is it less training? Uh, too much training uh, i think mcgregor's coach was saying he had a ankle injury going into the fight too so are they coming in more compromised than they realize could be could be that and well a big, big money fight like that you're you not got, gonna pull out you gotta fight yeah but the other thing i want to talk about too is so they're, they're clinched up they're against the cage mcgregor goes for the submission but I, I, I question his fight IQ because why are you taking the um, submission over position, right? He jumped guard when he had the guillotine. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you putting yourself on your back? You, you know damn well you can't give up. You can't get up off his back. The only reason he got up off of his back was because Poirier didn't like McGregor cheating and grabbing his glove and throwing yeah. up kicks. Yeah, He landed a handful of up kicks on He him. did, yeah. I don't know. I think he got tired. Is what it I might think. be. But it just and and also like, where is McGregor's sense of urgency to get back to his feet? Because when I saw him on the ground, it was like when Frank Mir was talking about grappling with Damian Maya. Uh, McGregor was just content to say, "This is my home now. I'm on my back. Like I'm not yep. going anywhere because you're on top of me." I'm like, oh my god, don't put yourself in that position. So it. It just seems like McGregor is becoming a worse fighter. Am I wrong? Like, what is going on here? Well, I think to me, it seems like he lost the fighter instinct. Like, I don't think that his body uh, is keeping up with his brain. Like, he's he's talking a lot of trash all the time, but he's not backing it up anymore like he was before. So, uh, and so, like, he amps up his trash talk to try to create more hype and excitement, but he keeps losing. So it's like, and this, mind you, this is at 155. So, you know, I don't think he's fared very well since I think he lost three fights at this weight or something, didn't he? Two I fights, don't remember. Three? It's been like, I want to say it was 2017 last time he won a fucking up. fight. Uh, at 155. I Eddie think Alvarez, maybe? That's who he, yes. That's oh, who no, he, he'd be kind of a uh, bit uh, cowboy. Was the last time he beat somebody at 155? He lost to twice. He lost to Habib. Um, he beat Eddie Alvarez, but he only he only beat. Uh, that's it. No Cowboys in there too. But that was at welterweight. So that's a 170. So then at 155, it's Alvarez. At 155, he's 0 and 3 in his last three. So I don't know. Maybe it's the weight cut. It could be that too. You know, trying to yeah. make weight at that weight constantly. I'm. I don't know. And, and I, well, it's probably a combination of everything. I think um, lack of. I don't want to say he has a terrible camp, but I think he needs a, a new training camp. I think he needs a fresh look because whatever they're doing now is not working and i also wonder like what is your motivation if you're conor mcgregor and i've got hundreds of millions of dollars am i really gonna fight the best fight i can because it looks like as soon as shit starts going the wrong way i'm out and then he was sure as shit to make sure that that loss was not a tko wasn't a knockout he's like oh it's a doctor stoppage it's a doctor stoppage what does it matter it's a loss there's another loss on your record 
And then both of them acting like children after a fight where Poirier is like trying to do the billionaire strut at him. And McGregor is talking about, in your sleep, bitch, I'll kill you, your wife. <laughs> like, what? Like, I understand you just broke your foot off, but get your Literally. shit together, man. Like, I, 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 I disregard everything he said because in that moment, your fucking foot is barely hanging on. It's hanging Joe on. Joe Rogan's like interviewing him, sitting down. I mean, it's like the, the whole thing. I, I want Joe didn't seem like he wanted to do all that. No. That just seems like. But okay. I mean, I feel like they had to. It's like in football, somebody gets some shit and wrecked right before they get off the field. They get a guy over there to interview him. How you feeling, man? How, how the how, fuck do you think I feel? You fucking how, how's the knee? Yeah. Uh, pointing in the wrong direction. So <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. But look at Poirier's record over, they said, this is like the last seven years. So beats McGregor twice, Hooker, loses to Nurmagomedov, beats Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, and Anthony Pettis. So he's been on like quite the fucking terror. Yeah. And now he's going to fight who Oliveira for the title. And I think, think so. I think he's actually the favorite in that fight, which doesn't really surprise me. And the other weird stat was they said Poirier is the third fastest fighter to reach 20 UFC victories behind John Jones and GSP. Whoa. Which is fucking bananas when you think yeah. about that. Like that's putting him into another level. Of, He's the goat. He's the goat. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that yet. What? Who's going to say it? You just said it first. First person to coin the I think the he phrase. might be the goat. He's the silent goat. <laughs> He's a goat right now. Yeah. But is is he on another level now too? Because I yeah. don't want to discount his win, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they need to fight again. I just don't. No, it's, I agree. It's, there's no reason for it. I think he beat Connor. I think he would have. He would have went on. I, I I feel like he would have destroyed him in the second round. Connor did not. I I just yeah. I consider it a win. And then, if Connor comes back, what the hell do you do with him? He's got to switch weight divisions, 170 or 145, probably 170. Yeah. I don't know what kind of fight you make at 170, though, or 145. Hmm. Well, it's got to be a Diaz, I think. Give him back 145, either... <laughs> Jose Aldo. Let's, let's run that back. Maybe, because he can't. The problem is he, I don't think he beats anybody in the top five right now. Yeah. Maybe not even in the top ten. Nope. So, and you don't even know if he can come back from this. That's another thing. Like, that's a horrific injury to break your tibia and fibia. <laughs> so, one, can the guy even walk again? And then, two, is he even going to be the same guy? Because look at how Anderson Silva came back. He was never the same. No. Nope. He'd be hesitant to throw a kick for the rest of his life or the rest of his fighting career. So, um, I don't know if it's good or bad probably bad for the sport since he's drawing you know one point whatever seven or eight million but i i think i'm just kind of sick of all the bullshit that's going along with it from both the guys after the fight they're both acting like babies like man up yeah. you guys squashed it i know that's not the way you want to win a fight but it's fucking over you don't have to be little yep. bitches so kind of not liking both fighters at this point but you know it remains to be seen mm-hmm I don't know, do you have anything else for that fight? Nope, I'm good. 
You talk about the Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson fucking sleep fest. I was going to say I, I didn't watch all of it because I fell asleep for some oh, of it. And then so I rewoke back up. Hey, I don't know. That's it's I'm unimpressed by both fighters. The thing was boring. Well, I, and that's I think Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. That's a problem. How many boring fights has he had? Think of him and Woodley him and whoever it's just this lack of engagement and they were, were always playing this dance and for you Gilbert, can't be the one but wonder boy and be boring you just can't no no and gilbert burns they showed him on embedded why does he have uh, his wife on his underwear and he's super happy about it hey i can't i mean i'd be all right with that maybe it's a valentine's <laughs> gift <laughs> But who's gonna see that? Like, I'll, what, I'll tell you wear his wife on my underwear. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'll pay for this. <laughs> Mr. Burns, my friend would like uh, to wear uh, your wife on his underwear. Yeah, I'm gonna get a Christmas gift. I'm pissed off. Freaking, was he Brazilian? Yes, I'm gonna print those out. Hand hand delivering that to my door and an ass whooping. <laughs> Maybe both. As long as you don't say it's the gaze, Ingo. And when yeah. I say the gaze, I mean his look. His look. Yeah. Anyway, so we can move right from that fight because that, that was typical Wonder Boy, I think, and something that nobody really cared about. But how about this tie to Avasa versus Greg Hardy? So that was exciting. A couple of big boys going at it. And I like Ty walks out to Spice Girls wannabe and he's having a grand old time out there. And Greg Hardy, and I think it lasted about a minute. So Greg Hardy lands a big shot, and then Ty just kind of takes it, comes back with his own left hook, knocks Hardy out. And he, it was weird because he kind of stunted his growth on that shot where he just hit him. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> and I vote for the count on that one. And then he jumps up on the cage, gets a shoey, pounds a beer. And then on his way out, he does like 100 sh random shoeys from people in the crowd. It was so crazy, but... I enjoy a guy who's having a good time out there and bringing back some excitement to the heavyweight division, right? Yes. Like, that's what we want to see. We want to see two guys just going for broke and it's kill or be killed. And we finally got a little action, you know, especially when you have guys that are just going to go out there and dance. And then I can appreciate both these guys going out there and mm -hmm. fucking banging it out. Right. Yep. Um, uh, the other, the only other fight we should talk about is that Sean O'Malley, Sean O'Malley, Chris Moutinho. Yeah, go ahead. Which man, this was a one-sided shellacking. I feel like Moutinho was was using his face to 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 block the shots of Sean O'Malley. The entire, Homer Simpson approach of I'll take twenty-three fight. shots to land one. Yes, and it uh, was actually working for him for a moment there. Yeah, because because <laughs> O'Malley is better with distance. So yeah. Chris kept closing distance and making him have to get off angle and he's yep. a lot of teeps to keep him off. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. But my question to you is this was stopped with like, I don't know, 20 seconds left or something, yeah. 17 seconds. Uh, do you feel like, uh, I think it was Herb Dean should, mm -hmm. should, should have let this go to the bell for any reason. Cause I mean, hundred percent should have, it was a fucking terrible stoppage. So here's a guy who gets his debut in the UFC. I believe he took it on 10 or 11 days short notice. He's going to war. I don't give a fuck that O'Malley landed at an 80% rate in this fight. <laughs> and I think he may have set a UFC record for strikes landed because that was a guy's game plan was just to take blows. It wasn't like he was rocked. 
He wasn't bleeding profusely. He's still coming forward. And as soon as Herb Dean stopped it, he's in Herb's face like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, give yeah. that guy the respect to finish the fight because he's not injured enough to stop going. And how many additional shots is he going to take in that 20 seconds? It might have been quite a bit, actually. But... Uh, potentially <laughs> another 100. But <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with him taking those shots because I feel like okay. he's earned that to make it to the end. So... We'll see how this guy progresses, but that was fucking impressive. I haven't, I don't, I can't remember someone employing that kind of strategy because he was landing hard shots too. It wasn't like he was just eating 80% of what was thrown at him. He was still landing yeah. shit in the process. I, yeah. I don't know if O'Malley was ever actually hurt, but he landed on him. So kudos to him. And mm -hmm. they went a little fight of the night action. And then just for this card, they bumped everything to 75 grand for the fight of the night and performance of the night, but fucking impressive, man, right? Yep, I would I would agree. Very impressive. And let's talk a little bit about our sponsor. A little manscaped action, Ingo. So yes, summer's sir. coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach pod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot gas summer. That's how it's got to be said every time. And by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code MMANUTS20. Yes, sir. And uh, let me see. Um, they throw in two free gifts, yeah? With uh, the performance package, you get some boxers and the shed tra travel bag. I got to say, like, I didn't believe them when, when the, the marketing says, like, it's all waterproof. So I, the other day I'm in the shower and I'm like, let me give this a try, right? And it yep. worked. I was I was pleasantly Shit. surprised that I didn't cut myself. Number one, uh -huh. that has happened. I told the story in the past. And number two, that uh, when I was done, you know, I rinsed the sucker off, put it on the counter, let it dry. Yeah. Next day, still working like a champ, no problems. So, um, as nice. Matt said earlier, you can get twenty percent off with free shipping with the code MMAnounce twenty at Manscape.com. That's 20% off, people, with free shipping with the code MMANUTS20 at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. That's what it's all about. Shine on. Sweet. Like the Dreamweaver. That's right. Dreamweaver. Something like that. <laughs> uh, what speak, else is happening out there as I'm holding off to make a drink? Dreamweaving, Matt. Yes. Nevada, while we were waiting between 4th of July and now, has said, the commission there, I should say, they will no longer punish fighters for marijuana moving forward. And Jeff Nowitzki yes. commenting on this, and he says, how about that? N NSAC no longer sanctioning for marijuana. Crazy that in my tenure with the UFC, I've seen NSAC try to suspend Nick Diaz for life for marijuana. For life? To this. Big credit to exec director Bob Bennett and for spearheading this change. Just don't show up to the fight impaired. So what do you think? Good, good thing, bad about thing. Fucking time, right? Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. This is how it should have been from day one. It's been legal in multiple states. And the funny thing is, I think Texas still said, oh, fuck you. We're still going to test for marijuana and we'll still suspend people. 
because they're, yeah. they're ass backwards. You know, some of these things are You can be drunk. So you can try drunk trip. to fight. Right. <laughs> so With stupid. Guns. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Multiple ones. It's fine. Yeah. But you just can't be high. So. So stupid. But yeah, I think it's great. And and just not, even on top of that, they announced that Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler 2 is okay. about 95% done for UFC 266 in Vegas on September 25th. So I like it. Perfect. Perfect. And that's the that's the fight I think I wanted to see most is just make that rematch happen. I don't remember how many years ago, 12, call it 12, way long ago when Nick knocked him out. So great comeback fight for both because Robbie's been out for a, a hot minute, right? And yes, probably not the same fighter from, you know, a Roy McDonald war or two, you know? Yep. Oh. So I'm pretty geeked on that. What else is out there? Uh, the last thing I have for news is this. Did you see this UFC 265 poster? Derek Lewis versus Gagne and Nunes versus Pena. What do you think about this? Uh, I'm getting a weird vibe. Like, As uh, Dr. Ken would say, ha, gay! <laughs> so i don't know i don't know the girls and i'm not saying that because there's the the ladies in the background i just i'm not a fan of this yeah i pretty much hate everything about this but it's happening which is exciting i guess uh interim uh, title for no reason yes <sighs> moving right Anyways. along yes please Paige Van Zant, little quote from her she says i will say when i signed with bare knuckle fighting championship uh, I was making more money than I had made in my entire UFC career. Now I'm making more money than my entire uh, bare knuckle fighting championship contract in like a month. Cause she's talking about her only fans page. She says, pretty crazy. Uh, can you believe that? Like she's making more in a month than she is in her entire bare knuckle fighting championship contract, which is more than she was making in her entire UFC career. Only fans for like racy photos. Yeah. There's and some I, sick motherfuckers out there. Well, there's a thread on the underground if you want to see them for freeze. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. She, I, she's about two months away from full on porn, but hey, whatever it is, good for her. Mm-hmm. And July 23rd is her fight against Rachel Osevich in the Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. So I'm geeked to see that. I don't know who's going to win that one. Because they're both not high level, but we'll see. Remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. All right, moving right along. I got to get some sound here. I got to make sure everything's working. Sometimes when I click on stuff, it's way too loud. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, Hezbollah was fighting that monkey and it jumped on his head and it was fucking him up. So now he apparently he's made nice with the monkey. Jimmy Chu. Jimmy Chu. He's feeding the monkey. <laughs> Are they paying this guy? I don't. They need to be paying this guy. This looks like child abuse, Matt. <laughs> he's like, fuck yeah, monkey, take that cookie or cracker and cheese with my big ass Coca-Cola. Oh my God, Matt, what are you doing to us? What do you mean? He's happy. Like, I've got no problem with this man. I think he, him and that monkey have become really good friends. I got to see. Yeah, Chef Hezbollah is just going to town here with the monkey. Chef Hezbollah? Yeah. 
Still cooking. Whoa. How that laugh is ridiculous. I know. It's great. It's cutting them red peppers. Like, here, monkey, eat this shit, you little fuck. Here, don't take my finger off. <laughs> ah, you see that? That fucking monkey took it. He ate it. Now nah, cut his head off. What the fuck are these guys doing? I don't know. I thought there was supposed to be this huge fight. I've been waiting for us below. They're just Come teasing on, us. It's never going to happen. Uh, I know. Every week I got to check in and see what's going down in this camp. I feel like he's ready to take over. Let's do a little tweet of the week. Mm -hmm. uh, Darren Rovell tweets it. It says, Sons in four guy now officially has an officially licensed bobblehead. Look at that shit. Sons in four. Love it. I like the description. Nick Keller, a.k.a. or Mick Keller. Nick Mick Keller. You heard me. A.k.a. Sons in four guy made his debut and quickly established himself was an instant celebrity when he broke the internet when he got into a fight with a Nuggets fan absolutely destroyed him while yelling, Sons and Four! So for $40, you could buy his bobblehead, which is fucking ridiculous, but great. Why not? Yeah, I'm not paying 40 bucks for some schmuck on the internet that just beats people up. But good for him on getting one. And then the other little tweet of the week is, I don't know if you saw this, this... Jake Paul bought a $100,000 chain of Conor McGregor knocked out holding a bottle of NyQuil. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's when you've got too much money. And I think he's gifting that uh, Dustin Poirier, if I'm Seriously? not mistaken. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> so crazy. Wow. Well, let's do a little ass to nuts. I got to say, Rodrigo Machado, where are you at? I'm getting worried. We haven't heard from Come you. Come back and see us. I hope you're okay, brother. I hope you're okay. Let's see. I got a little quote from Frost Zahabi. So he says, if you put Nate Diaz in a fight where there is no time limit, I think he beats 99% of fighters. You can't sub him. You can't finish him. The guy doesn't stop walking forward. He puts volume on you. He's the scariest, in my opinion, street fighter in MMA. What do you think about that? Mm, I mean, he has a point. <laughs> what do you think about it? He doesn't weigh enough. I think you got to be. He he is for that weight class for sure, right? Okay. I think at that one eh, stuff. Let's call it one sixty ish and below. But I don't know who's who's more because it's cardio, right? Like Jesus Christ, you get in taking punishment. So in, in those yeah. aspects, I agree. But I feel like he needs about twenty more pounds on him to be to be the greatest street fighter. Yeah, because like him against John Jones in a street fight, John Jones is gonna wreck him. I don't give a fuck. It's, it's just too much size. Like you can't. Yeah. That size will destroy you at some point. Like you're you're good for probably ten pounds, but. Light heavyweights, and especially like if you had a heavyweight, if he, all he needs to do is connect once. Like, yeah, Nate's great if he's fighting 170 years, but you're gonna tell me him against Nganu in the street, like fucking oh, Nate's no. gonna beat Nganu? Fuck no, no, no Nganu's chance. gonna land one shot and fucking Nate's Nate might not be knocked <laughs> out, but Nate might be three blocks away. That fucker <laughs> hits like a Ford Escort. Like, ouch, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So, I, I can see it both ways. Uh, let's see. And we talked about the horrific break legs. What's the best MMA nickname in history? 
in history? We got a couple. I always like the Mexicutioner. That's a good one. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I'll share one I think is probably the best. Chris Cyborg. I think she just turned she turned 36 or 37, and this was her birthday pick. Such a strange photo. <sighs> it's confusing, right? She's Super. so hot. 36 never felt so good. <laughs> I think it's just Chris Cyborg. How's that? Yeah. I like them apples. I like them. All right, fine. Uh, who's Dean Thomas just said this. He said, is bare knuckle fighting a graveyard for MMA fighters? I would say it's potentially turning into that. Yes. But mm -hmm. if they're able to make more money, does it mean it's a graveyard? It's more of a, it's a, it's like the Nashville of MMA. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> or the Ve the Vegas of MMA, I should say the Vegas of MMA people like musicians go there and they make lots of money, but they're uh -huh. just kind of like loungy. A lot of them. So, well, I mean, they, people are having success over there. Thiago Alves, he was yeah. in Poirier's corner, but did you also notice he had a broken hand? No. <laughs> yeah. He had a cast on his right hand. Hmm. But I mean, Paige Van Zandt's going over there making money. So people are going there. I think it's a, it's a mixed bag because Paige is maybe in the prime of her career. Not saying that she was a great fighter, but from an age standpoint, prime. A lot of the other other guys, older guys, yes, maybe it's a graveyard. But if you're making money and still being semi-successful, I don't, I don't think you're going there to die. You're having a yeah. second second chance. How's that? That makes sense. You could only watch one actor's movies for the rest of your life. Who would it be? Only one actor. Yep. Who's had the most diverse roles? Tom Hanks. He's Ooh, been in. He's been. It's been in a lot of different sure. kind of movies. Yeah, I agree with that. I like a little Keanu Reeves. Okay. You got the John Wicks, the Matrixes, a Point Break, a Constantine, the Speed movies. He's been in some movies with Sandra Bullock where he's all smoochy and shit. Yeah, the Speed <laughs> movies, The Devil's Advocate. Oh, no, there's other movies like Dracula, Lake, Lake House or something. Parenthood. He was in Parenthood? Yeah, oh. something like that. I think so. One of them weird early movies. Bill and Ted's, if you like that kind of shit. That newest one was so bad. Oh, my God. Kill me. It was kind of like Black Widow. That's how bad that movie was. I did not see that one. Um, you can skip it. I heard it was bad. Six out of ten, if that. Humor did not work. Here's a good one. And I'm going to do a little tale of the tape for you. So would you rather fight a chicken every time you get into a car? Or fight a chimpanzee once a year, but you get a sword. And let me give you a little tale of the tape first before you answer. So a chicken, they can be up to 28 inches tall, and they average about 5.7 pounds. They like sumo-style body bumping and jumping on the opponent's head with lots of wing flapping, right? <laughs> so chimpanzee average about 4 foot 11 inches, and they weigh anywhere from 90 to 155 pounds. Their strength is 1.5 times that of a human. Their grip strength, this is where we started getting frightening, is 441 pounds to 727 pounds. It's not exactly accurate. Highly territorial 
and frequently kill other chimps. Their strength and sharp teeth mean that attacks on humans could cause severe injuries. <laughs> so where are you falling on that? Are you I mean, taking fighting a chicken every time you get into your car or fight a chimpanzee once a year, but you get a sword? Well, I, I already had this answer before you read all that because I, I, I know this math, Matt. <laughs> I have thought about this. Okay, go. <laughs> What I'm thinking is the chicken makes a whole lot of sense because you could kill that fucker and then you got free chicken. So imagine oh, every time point. you get in the car, you just get chicken. So you got free I mean, range, motherfucker. <laughs> free range chicken. But yeah, I would take chicken every time. I don't want to fuck with a gorilla that's or a, a chimpanzee or an orangutan or anything that's that looks like a human being uh, that's not a human being. I'm okay. I'm going to pass. I just feel like I'm going to get sick of punting chickens for the rest of my life. Like every time I go into my car, I go, oh, fuck, I forgot my sunglasses. I got to go back in my car. Ah, this fucking chicken's back again. And I got to fucking punt him. And I remember trying to chase the chicken and catch him in Hawaii. And I don't know how the fuck Rocky did that because those fuckers are fast. And then they ran into the forest and I couldn't catch them. But I think I'm actually going to fight the goddamn chimpanzee once a year with a sword because... I could train a whole year with that sword and get really skilled. And that chimpanzee is going to want none of that shit. When I got a fucking sword and I'm really skilled with it, I'm going to fuck him up. Bah! And then I'm going to okay. eat chimpanzee once a year. Whack! And like the brains, like some fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark type of shit. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm looking for the challenge. I, I like. I agree with you on the chicken, though. I like a free chicken. You could just go to your car then. Like I want to eat and I go go back to my car, so... Guy can knowledge. Uh, I'll say this. Um, yes. During my travels, I, I started, I downloaded some like random uh, iOS games or whatever mm -hmm. to check out. I think mobile gaming has come a long way. It, and if you're looking for like something to play, there's, there's some good options now. Even like Apple Arcade has like NBA 2K basketball. So oh, interesting. it's like free if you have that Apple Arcade thing. Or they have a lot of the old GTAs on there you can grab. Um, and then uh, a whole host of newer games, like different styles of stuff. So mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it's hard for me to sit down at a console anymore. So it's it, like Xbox, like they have all this time. But like, I'm always, I always have my phone. So you can play like some shit. And they make all these cool attachments now. I don't know if you saw those. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I don't have that. But where you can get like a controller where your phone sticks into it. And then it has, your phone turns into like a gaming console so i don't know if you need something to do on the on the plane i recommend <laughs> i might like i might we'll see There's some some fun puzzle games and stuff it depends what kind of game you're into but they oh and even with your iphone you can bring your xbox controller so you could load gta on your iphone oh that's crazy talk and you can bluetooth connect it to it and it's just like playing the game on your wow. xbox yeah wow. i, I forgot to mention that. that part that's that was the game changer is the xbox controller so I might go berserker with that. Let's see what I have for knowledge here. Let me share the screen. It says two men in Virginia wore watermelons on their heads to shoplift alcohol from a gas station. Yes, watermelons. <laughs> I mean water felons. <laughs> wow. I don't know where I found that. And then uh, we'll close it on this last one. I'll just show my self out. Munch that box. Munch that box. Munch that box. <laughs> what the heck is this? Uh, that's how they do cartwheels in the country, apparently. I like it. Hmm. 
<laughs> Exit stage right. Whoa. Anyways. I've seen it all. Uh, hopefully. That's what we're here for. Mm. So I will be on vacation next week. So no show next week. Hopefully I'll come I back. I might do a 45-minute just my pants down show. That's fine. <laughs> You're in the show me state still, right? Uh, show me this, I'll show me stream that. it live. Live from my pants. You'd be like that song <laughs> before the show. Like, where are my keys, Ingo? Yes. <laughs> in your butthole. In my butthole. <laughs> Something like that. In your butthole. Someone's yes. butthole. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's going in anybody's butthole. It's not mine. Anyway. So right, I will well, be on. We'll, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Going to Hawaii's, the big island. Dreams of margaritas and senoritas and or beaches, mostly beaches, bodyboards, wine, good weather, negative COVID tests. Yes. <laughs> It'll all work out. Matt's already there. I can, I he's am. like Goodbye. floating. He's floating. I'm actually there right now. I'm just fucking phoning <laughs> this shit in right now. Okay. In uh, Hawaii with a fake backdrop. I saw you floating off the screen as you're yeah. talking. <laughs> like, <laughs> like those guys are doing the Zoom calls while they're fucking driving. Yeah. <laughs> actually on the beach. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. Shut right. down. Have a good trip. See you Thank later. you. That's been this week's edition of Emmy Notes. My name is Ingo Wego. Matt Griffith, thanks for playing.